I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So, you know, one of the things we talked about was uh, that, like in Georgia particularly, Stacey Abrams, we felt like she had a relationship or a connection. And this was, you know, a theory, really. But we, we thought she had some sort of a connection with um, Governor Kemp and uh, Secretary of State Raffensperger. And we just thought that because, the you know, it seems to be that it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that um, Georgia would be so rhino-oriented or Georgia would be, you know, Georgia was a red state. So, you know, why in the world then would Georgia not be Trump country? You know, when... Everybody you turn to, every Republican you turn to in Georgia, they love Trump. So that's Trump country. Yet Trump endorsed candidates in Georgia don't do so well. It's got to be election rigging. You know, I mean, the uh, the polls, the stats, everything seems to be out of whack in Georgia. Could that be from, you know, demographic manipulation based on what we're getting through the open border and transplanting them into key battleground districts and things like that? Maybe. And that could be one way to look at it, and that would be a problem. But we're also seeing the same problem in South Carolina. South Carolina also has what seems to be an effort under underway where they uh, are getting these rhinos into office like Lindsey Graham because they're the South Carolina GOP is not really doing their job and they're canceling the Republican primary. They canceled it in 2020. They re- they canceled that primary to pave the way for Lindsey Graham, who would have likely been primaried out. Nobody likes Lindsey Graham. Well, there are some, 
and they really need to, you know, check their facts. But there's a there's a lot of people that don't like Lindsey Graham. He, I think he would have been primaried out, especially if Trump would have ran, uh, endorsed a candidate against him. But I think what happened was Lindsey Graham held the impeachment over Trump's head. Trump had to be allies with Lindsey Graham, especially because Lindsey Graham could whisper in Trump's ear and say, guess what? You're not going to primary me out because there isn't going to be a primary. There's not going to be a primary. I'm going to run skate free. I'm basically not going to have a Republican to run against in South Carolina. And in South Carolina, it's dominated by Republicans. But then you got this uh, woman now that came under scrutiny from Project Veritas. Her name's Crystal Matthews. She's also known as Crystal Meth. And so Tim Scott, she's going to be Tim Scott's opponent for the U.S. Senate. Tim Scott. See, I didn't get it mixed up this time. Rick Scott's in Florida. Tim Scott's in South Carolina. And Tim Scott, his new opponent, is going to be this this woman. So Laura, Laura Logan, a great reporter, confirmed new audio reveals that Crystal Matthews for Senate, all right, so she's a Senate candidate, Democrat. She just won the runoff against her fellow Democrat. I wonder how she did that was aware of inmate status during phone call with prisoner discussing dope money. You know, you can't make this stuff up. Just take a listen to what she has to say. Take a listen to this, all right? It's going to start off with her saying, I didn't know that this guy was in the jail, and I didn't know. that She's like the biggest liar on the planet. But what she's talking about is dope money, and she's talking about setting up secret sleepers infiltrating the South Carolina GOP with dope money. I'm, folks, when you look at Ocasio-Cortez or Rashid Tlaib or Ilhan Omar, and you look at Rachel Levine, that dude that dresses up like a woman and uh, wants to talk about beta blockers for our children, we are not sending our best. You know, you look at the press uh, secretary, Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, lies through her teeth for Joe Biden. We are not sending America's best to represent us. And that is not your fault. That is because the system has been rigged from the inside out. And you are voting. You're playing by the rules. And your life is keeping you too busy. To, to be spending all your every waking moment figuring out how the system is rigged and the deck is stacked against you. I mean, when you walk into a casino, you know you know already ahead of time that the, the, uh, the system favors the house. But you have a boxer's chance. You have a slugger's chance and knockout artist's chance. You have a chance to win. And you know the odds going in. You've read about the odds. You know the odds are against you. But you play anyway, and you sometimes win. 
But when it's rigged so badly against you, where you have zero chance of winning, that's fraud, folks. That's a crime. Speaking of crimes, I guess uh, Paul Sperry uh, announced that, um, and I wasn't keeping tabs on this, but uh, John Durham's investigation of the wiretaps against Carter Page has run out of its five-year statute of limitations. Thank you, John John Durham. Thank you for your service. Great investigation. Five years later, the moot point. These people get away with it all the time. The statute of limitations has run out for the injustices against Carter Page and probably George Papadopoulos and a bunch of others. Tucker Carlson had a really great open that we might play. I know I'm getting tired of hearing Tucker myself on my show, but this uh, Tucker Carlson, he gives a whole list of names uh, of Trump supporters that have been prosecuted. And yet still, you know, you get that Richard Byrd that shot Ashley Babbitt, not prosecuted. Nobody is getting prosecuted on the left. Not one person's getting prosecuted on the left. There there are so many things that are happening. Take a, take a look at Jeffrey Epstein, for example. So Ghislaine Maxwell gets uh, 20, she's going to get about 20, 30 years. I guess they were calling for 55. She's, you know, she's 50 something years old. It's a life sentence for her, 20 years. But in any case, she's going to get, um, you know, slammed, and and that's fine. But um, what are the odds of any one of these superpower elite Jeffrey Epstein friends not getting pinched, not getting brought out into the surface, not being handcuffed and perp-walked, and not being seen? Same thing with Hillary Clinton. How many people you know has about 56 friends that committed suicide? That's how many friends of Hillary Clinton committed suicide. And she's, you know, walking the streets. I mean, it's incredible how many lives have been lost at the fingertips of Clinton. Not only if it's not Hillary killing people, it's Bill Clinton raping young women. And yet the Clintons are somehow rock star heroes within the wheel, wheel realm of uh, within the realm of uh, the Democrat Party, and then Kamala Harris, in the wake of the fifty-one people that are killed, murdered, turns out that the driver was a Texas trucker that was on crystal meth or some sort of drug like that. And it's kind of funny because, you know, well, it's not funny at all, but crystal meth, and then we got this crystal meth for Senate, um, Crystal Matthews. And, um, you know, you got to shake your head at this. The guy was high on drugs. And somehow Kamala Harris wants to blame Governor Abbott for trying to secure the border or what. Kamala Harris hasn't mentioned the word border all this year. So it just, it's uh, absolutely stunning. But let's take a listen to this um, 
Senate candidate. Now, I think that maybe this was a hit job by the, you know, good work by the Republicans. Shame on Crystal Matthews for being such a lowlife scumbag. I mean, an absolute horror if she were to ever become senator. But this is the kind of crap we're getting in Washington today. And these are the kind of Democrats, uh, I would say black Democrats, these are not the people you want, you know, helping black people rise up and prosper and do better. The one, con- the one politician, the one public leader that did the most for black people is Donald Trump with Opportunity Zones that he arranged with Tim Scott, the the guy that this woman is going to run against, with prison reforms, with black unemployment at its lowest rate in history, and with all kinds of opportunities afforded to uh, historically black and uh, black uh, colleges and universities, HBCUs. So, you know, he gave multi-year funding, Trump did. Not just, you know, come beg every year for your funding. Trump gave it to them 10 years up front or something like that, five years up front. So they can invest in bigger projects because the banks would, you know, give them the support they had because they had five-year, big, bigger chunk of money. And uh, these were good things. These were, this was, this was all about Education and performance and standards and improving. It wasn't handouts and exploitations and redistribution of wealth and equity. It was about giving, a, 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 giving fighters a puncher's chance. Well, let's take a listen to uh, Crystal Matthews. Man, what a, what a loser this woman is. Thank you. Thank you, Project Veritas, for the good work and journalism that they do. We need more of this, not less. Let's take a listen. Oh. Well, that's not coming through this the right channel. Let's see. I'm going to do my best to to do troubleshooting on the fly and figure this out. But, um, yeah, here we go. All right. Here we go. A local activist patched me in saying she had someone she was really excited for me to meet. Um, I did not know him, nor was I aware that he was an inmate until after the call was over. This is a global telelink prepaid call from Shango Mutua. An inmate at South Carolina Department of Corrections, Perry Correctional Institution. This call will be recorded and monitored. Seven minutes um, and 40 uh, seconds. It says seven minutes and 40 seconds later after that silence, uh, then you you have the conversation starting. And he admits that he's an inmate. So she lied through her teeth. Uh, Nick Simitar on the phone. Good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. How you doing? My first question is this. What can we do to help you with your campaign, first of all? Um, well, you know, getting the word out is the biggest thing for my campaign. I said you know that a big problem. 
I have to be fine. She has control of my page. You see what I'm saying? I don't have control of it right now because I have this reason because I'm a law by inmate. You know what I'm saying? But okay. if y'all can try to get, get on the live feed for um, my page to get the message out so my followers could hear me and do it from Taisha's, that could try to, we could try to approve some um, financial back end. So here's a longer version of that, and uh, this is a pretty good. Uh, this is pretty good. Take a listen. We need some secret sleepers. Like you need. What's a secret sleeper? We need some secret sleepers. Like you need. We need them to run as the other side, even though they are for our side. Tell me you don't think this is going on in precincts. Now listen, we're going to play this again, but. Tell me this isn't going on in precinct. I was a minority inspector in Philadelphia. I sat all day on election days and I brought, you know, I took, I looked at people's uh, IDs and really they didn't need an ID, but a lot of uh, the conservatives would show their ID and you'd write them down in the book. And then at the end of the day, there was a tally and you would witness the whole tally, tally, now, if the machine was rigged, you wouldn't even know that, even as a minority inspector. But there were precincts, from what I remember hearing, and there were precincts where uh, what would happen is you would have someone uh, registered as a Republican that was a Democrat, and they would be the minority inspector. And again, the minority inspector is the, the party, like, like Republicans are the minority in the House. So in any case, you would have the uh, minority inspector being like the brother of the majority inspector, right? So they were all in on it. So what would happen is on a slow precinct where nobody showed up to vote because nobody's doing their civic duties, you would have record turnout because you would have seven people in that precinct sitting there all day voting, in the machines for Democrats. And they would just basically go through the book and every single person on the book, they would sign it in and they would walk in. And so I raised this to a guy named Al Schmidt, some you know GOP leader in Philadelphia that sucks. And Al Schmidt, I raised this up to him and he laughed me off the stage that he was standing on, um, basically, we had questions. And I said, why can't we actually have video surveillance at each uh, location? That way, you could just simply count the heads. You can blur the faces. You just count the heads walking in to the precinct. Just count the heads. You could even, at the end of the day, run it at four times the speed so you can count the heads walking in. And if you count 100, and, you know, if you count, let's say you count 500 heads walking in and you have 2,000 votes walking out, you know that 1,500 of those are fraud because only one person, one vote. And it's very simple. And I actually kind of wanted to start this nonprofit in Philly where you had people standing with a camera on their chest, you know, like a body cam. 
and just standing out on the sidewalk, the public sidewalk, because people like Al Schmidt wouldn't even push for something like that. In Savannah, he's like, that's a pipe dream. That'll never happen. And maybe it wouldn't, but at least try. You know? And he was the guy that uh, Donald Trump called out for being so spineless and weak. But, you know, he's just part of the inside trade that, you know, it's all about the old boys club in Philly. And so in any case, what I'm saying is is that there's a lot of ways to fix these problems, but nobody wants to fix them. I, I don't quite understand why. But when she's talking about secret sleepers, this is in South Carolina. This isn't the first time this has come up. This moron, Crystal Matthews, didn't get this idea from her own self. You know, she's getting this from somewhere else, like a Stacey Abrams. She knows how the game is played in Georgia, and she's playing, trying to play the game to try to rig the system and primary Tim Scott out of office by getting Democrats to pose as Republicans. And I think that's what was going on in, in Georgia. That's the only way I could explain how Kemp and Raffensperger got away with what they, you know, won in the fashion that they did. Because nobody liked them. It didn't make any sense. I could understand maybe, yeah, and then, and then okay, then they're going to turn around and lose to the Democrat, which is going to be Stacey Abrams and her posse. And it's just uncanny. When you think these Republican numbers are good, most of them are Democrats. Republicans, real Republicans need to step up and vote, number one. And they need to vote like their life depends on it. But number two, we need to find a way to find the infiltrators, these sleeper cells. And these sleeper cells prospered and grew and were uh, exploited because of COVID and because of the mail-in balloting and the fact that there was no chain of custody and the Supreme Courts of these states and yeah, well, mainly, mainly the states, like the state of Pennsylvania, where they say, doesn't matter whether or not there's a signature, doesn't matter whether there's a chain of custody or a date stamp, doesn't matter if the vote, the vote came in two days late, doesn't matter if the uh, exterior envelope is missing, doesn't matter. We're going to count all votes. That's what the Supreme Court said, despite the fact that the Pennsylvania legislature passed a law that... Um, passed a law that, um, you know, required those things and made it very clear that, you know, if those things were violated, that that they wouldn't be counted. But the Supreme Court didn't listen to them. Um, caller, you're on the air. Oh, yeah, real quick, two quick points. Uh, first of all, here in California, of course, the election of fraud it was invented, and they've been doing it since 1996. We're doing everything we can here to try and stop it. Uh, and that's if we don't do that, we're, we're finished. That's the first number one thing. Uh, expose the voter fraud. But I want to tell you how bad it is here in California right now. I went to the 99 cent store, okay, yesterday, which is now the dollar 99 cent store because everything that was 99 cents is now dollar 99 cents. And I went to the frozen food section. It was completely barren, nothing. Nothing in the frozen food section, absolutely at all. Okay, so I go to the manager and says, hey, what's uh, with the uh, frozen food? So he says, well, 
the diesel truck drivers who drive trucks refused to get gas because it's too expensive. They're not going to deliver anymore. This is the beginning of the end that's going to happen. Because what's going to happen from that, this is the, this is the tip of the iceberg that will eventually happen. What will happen is that the frozen food gets sectioned. Then the other ones get frozen. Then, then there's panic buying because people realize the food's not coming in. They all start stripping themselves. Then after that, they see this, this, the food is stripped. They, the people start robbing the stores to take the stuff off the stores. Then after that, what you have is this, the burning of the cities. I'm telling you, it's on its way. If we don't get this resolved by November, by November, no later November, this country is finished because it's already started here in California. The, 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 the diesel drivers refuse because they can't afford, uh, the, he said, because the gas is so expensive, they're yeah. refusing to drive yeah. the trucks because they can't. They, they're, I, they're losing I money. don't blame they them. them. I don't blame them. You know, they, they can't drive for free. You know, they can't yeah. lose money on a, on a delivery. So, so yeah. Uh, God help us. That's all I can say. Right. Anyway. Th- thank uh, you for calling in today. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. All right. So, you know, um, I got to say, there is a way to fix this. And I think it's going to happen even with these woke corporations that are owned by Larry Fink and BlackRock. Um, I think we're going to have to start our own soda company and our own lumber yard and our own, you know, non-global. And, and I think we are going to have to start a conservative non-woke corporation pact like a conglomerate. It's not much different than like uh, with health insurance. Um, If you have like uh, group health insurance and say you're a sole proprietor that works from home, you don't have the same benefits of getting that health insurance that corporations can offer up to their people. So what you do is the insurance companies start these groups, you know, for individuals to be part of a bigger group. And it takes a group effort in order to gain some muscle and some leverage. But at some point, there are going to be pockets and groups. And in some way, in, in, in some way, that's not such a bad thing. Because one of the big problems I have, for example, is I have a problem with, um, it's just a personal choice, but I have a problem with the gentrification of our society. And what I mean by that, gentrification of our society... Have you ever noticed that, like, when there's a gap, there's another there's another store, like there's a Coles, and then there's a TJ Maxx, and then there's a there's a Marshalls, and then there's a um, yeah, a Walmart, and so on and so forth. Like Lowe's, for example, is owned by a company that is you know owns five other companies, and you know I've always noticed like Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell are always together. I think they're owned by the same bigger corporation. Stuff like that. They're always in these groups. And if you go from one town to the next, doesn't matter where you're going. You feel like you're in the same town. Like if you try to go away and say, I am going to go away to another state and, you know, check out their little culture going on. It's going to be the same now. But the worst part is if you go to Paris now and if you go to London and if you go to wherever, it's the same thing. You want to go to Europe to get a European feel and like just get away. And guess what? It's 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 become gentrified. It's become gentrified with American brand names. 
Like I was watching this one YouTube video of um, uh, it was a, just a you know a YouTube video of the high speed train going from Paris to London, and they were walking into the famous train station in Paris, and the first thing you saw was five guys hamburgers, five guys in Paris. I mean, you know, I'm not going to Paris to eat a five guys sandwich, right? I mean, you get my point. So it's just um, we, we, we really need to, uh, and I think that in some way the benefit of this is that we actually do, will get um, some, some unique personality to these smaller groups if we were able to, because there's no way that we can actually turn a blind eye or, or boycott BlackRock and all of its companies. Because we would have no companies to buy from, and we need to, we need those services, you know. But we, you know, there's a movie, one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's called Avalon, and this was before social welfare. This was before everything. They had um, circle parties, uh, family circle parties, and not not family circle parties, but family circle uh, meetings, and they would figure out they would figure out how much each family in the family circle could, they would all get together and they would figure out how to donate, you know, what, what they could afford to donate this year. And if some family member become, became unemployment or got ill or what have you had something bad happen to them, they would figure it out and pony it up and they would give to that family member because then eventually one day that family member is going to get back on their feet and they're going to be part of donating. And so it was a families stuck together, small groups. And I think in some way, you know, what we're faced with, you know, we're seeing it play out a little bit with these social media groups like Getter and Truth Social and Parler and Gab and, and MeWe. You know, speaking of, there's a big call now to ban TikTok because TikTok is a China's own thing. And I think that there's proof that they are listening in on information, unauthorized. And they're using these tools to spy on Americans and it's becoming a national security threat. Just like China buying up all this farmland. And Chip Roy, Congressman Chip Roy, is doing something about it. But, you know, this whole land grab in North Dakota, for example. Again, North Dakota should have said no. Just like Georgia should have said no to China. And just like South Carolina is being uh, bought up by China. And everywhere China is buying up these states, like South Carolina and Georgia... And now North Dakota, you're going to then see these states flip to become Democrat states. There is a common thread there, folks. And you got to open your eyes and you got to do your research. And if you have something great that you found in your research, call into the show and let me know about it or email me. Scott at scottadamshow.com. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's true. South Carolina, you better believe that Lindsey Graham is a, is a globalist 
Rhino because of the Chinese influence and the money. He's he's a whore when it comes to money. And these people in Georgia are no different. The reason why Georgia politics is so corrupt, and now we can see for, for firsthand, South Carolina is getting in on the Georgia action, and they're talking about this whole corridor down there becoming blue. Partly it's because of Democrat policies importing immigrants, and it's also part of this 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 black uh, Democrat uh, philosophy of hating America, endorsing Marxists at Black Lives Matter, and really driving a wedge into creating some sort of a separation or segregation, which we know doesn't work. Integration is better. But you could tell that this woman, Crystal Matthews, is out for no good. And she's your classic black Democrat. You know, and no relation and not even remotely similar to black conservatives who would never do what she's doing. But here we go. We're going to take a listen to Crystal Matthews because I think there is a linear connection between China and their land grab, which is something we're going to get further into later in the show today, and these states that seem to be flipping from red to blue. And we've talked a lot about in the past about China buying up Georgia businesses. And they had this georgiabusiness.cn, a Chinese website. And you had these meetings in Texas at this one big meeting where uh, Kemp and Raffensperger met up with these Chinese influencers. And that was, and we talked about this yesterday, but we've talked about it months ago too. And that is that this was really kind of created a negative impact on Trump's ability to create leverage when he was negotiating phase one, phase two, which we now know was destroyed by a bioweapon called COVID that China uh, released with the cooperation of not only the United States military, but uh, one of their assets, the United States military's asset was Dr. Fauci. And Dr. Fauci and the United States military and the State Department and the CIA know what's going on. And if there were any whistleblowers that could actually survive a hit job, it would be great, but there aren't any. Uh, and it, it's, not, it's not because they're, uh, they don't have the information. It's because the money's too great and the risk of losing your life is too great. All right, let's take a listen to Crystal Matthews and her whole scheme and pay attention to the very open here. We need some secret sleepers like you need. Uh, like you need, we need them to run as the other side, even though they are for our side, and we need them to win so they can lose on purpose. You know, they did this stuff in the boxing world, too, back in the days of the mob. You know, win enough to get all the way up to the top and get to the big prize fight, and then take a dive. Is it any different? Is it any different, folks? It's not. It's not any different. Let's take a listen. We need some secret sleepers. Like, we need, we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. 
and we need right, them to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal, for me, right. I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc and have it for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We gotta take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still gotta struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f is dope? Where the duffel bag boys? Get you find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black men. So I don't black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now can I talk intelligently? Can I I could be listen, I can move in all kinds of circles. But I'm a her. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Right. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. We ain't gotta mm -hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta go mm -hmm. live about it. Just don't say shit. just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up. You pick that <laughs> shit up and keep walking. Right. All right. There you go. Black leadership at its finest right there. So the Epic Times, you know, is all over this story as well. Democrat state rep calls for election sleepers, uh, secret sleepers in leaked audio. But what's amazing, too, is. Um, is let's see. Yeah. OK. Uh, I was, this this is another one. This is a uh, Project Veritas. Catching up with Crystal Matthews. And here she is lying through her teeth and not speaking. Let's take a listen. I'm R.C. Maxwell with Project Veritas Action. I noticed you said in your interview that you don't run, you don't hide. I don't run from anything. And anyone who knows me knows that I will face things right. head on. She's running uh, now. Willing to face. I just have a couple of, I just have a couple of questions with you. I just have a couple of questions with you. Do you think black people will be offended that you kind of liken criminal activity to a black-on-black conversation? This, however, was a private call that was between two black adults. Nothing I said was untrue. So do you think you still have credibility as a state rep after calling for a legal campaign activity? Have a good one. Thank you. Do you, think, do you think your voters will be happy to see you dismissing what you said when you talk about straw donation? Get you finding somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the fuck is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Do you not recognize me? Am I one of the black people you said you don't recognize? <laughs> Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these right, black guys. Right. Have a good one. Thank you. I mean, I'm serious question. You said that Project Veritas action is oh, white supremacist. It should be noted that this doctor audio is being leaked by Project Veritas, uh, a known white supremacist group. Do you want to correct your statement that Project Veritas action are have known white supremacists? Thank you. Do you think I'm a white supremacist? <laughs> Here with Crystal Matt. By the way, the reporter there, he's black. So he's working for Project Veritas, the white supremacist group she just called a white supremacist. 
You know, why can't they sue for defamation on that, right? You know, it's ridiculous just to toss that word around like it's nothing. Matthews, state rep for South Carolina, and she stood by her comments. She said they were taken out of context. My words were taken out of context. And now I'm asking her for that context. Do you think there's going to be ethics hearings? Do you expect any sort of significant action um, to follow the state house when you get back in session? If you touch me with that mic, I have a problem. Honey, duffel boys, dope boys, was that your term? Look, I'm black. You said you feel comfortable around black people. I'm a her. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. Crystal Matthews doesn't want to answer any questions. She wants to ask questions about the dope boys. Give me that dope boy money. Oh, so you got two things going on there, too. Dope boy money and duffel bags. So duffel bags are the bags that people are stuffing the ballots with, right? Uh, ballot full of money, ballot full of duffel bags. I mean, uh, duffel bags full of money and duffel bags full of fake ballots. But the thing is, is that, you know, they want... Uh, they they have a setup where they want you to uh, someone to where are those where are those uh, drug drug kingpins that want me to go soft on crime and they want to take some of that money otherwise we're going to get tough on crime throw their butts in jail you know we're going to throw them in jail if they don't cooperate so we're going to go ahead and take some of that dope money right. This is where, where the soft on crime and the turning a blind eye to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. This is where turning a blind eye to criminal behavior is happening, folks. Because these criminals who are robbing people blind. Oh, and then let's take it one step further. What if the black criminals, they're being used pretty much by other other Democrat leaders, and they're used almost like slaves, like Black Lives Matter, we've been saying for, for a long time. Act Blue is hiring Black Lives Matter, sanctioning Black Lives Matter, to go out and protest in the streets and destroy and burn everything to the ground, blame the police. They want to defund the police so that the black thugs who are stealing the money, like when they go into a store, for example, and they steal $999 worth of stuff, they don't get arrested. They sell that stuff on eBay. They get the money and they take a portion of that and donate it to a Democrat who promises not to arrest, who also makes the promise to defund the police, And that's happening in San Francisco, in Los Angeles. It's happening, folks. So they turn around, they make these promises, just like Planned Parenthood. We'll give you this money to do these abortions. But then you're going to turn around and you're going to invest in Democrat candidates. Because then we're going to perpetually take tax dollars away from the Republicans. Because they're going to tax the whole base, not just the Democrats. So money's coming out of your pocket, going into the federal government, and it's going out to Planned Parenthood, who's doing abortions, and then now, you know, they would make the argument, hey, we're, we're all about women's health. 
not only did they firebomb pregnancy centers for women who actually decided to have the child, but in addition, they're closing down shop in states where abortions are banned because they can't sell the body parts and they can't make money off the abortions. And it's it's just an absolute... The hypocrisy associated with this is insane. And so Rick Scott weighed in on this as well. Um, and here's Rick Scott. Let's take a listen. The, the voting record that's consistent with our party. Uh, and that's one of the ways that we find a way to purge those folks who are finding ways to just pretend camouflage. Camouflage yeah. candidates should not be a part of our team. I feel like it points to why we should close our primaries here in the Palmetto State. You know, we've had a lot of opportunities. Yeah, so so what did she mean by closing the primaries? Close the primaries. What does that mean? Uh, you got to be a registered Republican? So I think what, uh, what I have understood that she was saying was that you become a Republican in name only. And mm-hmm. uh, that is something we all should push back against, number one. Number two, certainly the closed primary process always creates strong firewalls and reduces the likelihood of people joining our party for the simple reason of influencing our outcome to their betterment. And that's something that we should all stand, I hope, in harmony and unified. All right. So that's that. Here's the thing. South Carolina, I think it's different in every state. The needs of the calculation is different in every state, right? But I think that South Carolina and Georgia are very similar in the way they're the, the makeup of their state in terms of demographics S- sim- very similar probably you know like Georgia and Alabama are similar Georgia and South Carolina I think are very similar and I think that they're looking at the same technique for all three I think that Missouri is, is maybe a d- similar but a little bit of a different challenge and it's it's more aligned with Iowa. And you're seeing a lot of this tweaking and manipulation that's tailor-made for each state's demographics. All right. So uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, all right. That's, <laughs> I spent way too much time on that. And I'm looking at the time I have available, and it's pretty sad because I don't have enough time to do all the things I wanted to do today. Let's see. I wanted to take a listen to this clip, uh, and we're not going to play the Tucker clip. It's too long. But he went through a whole laundry list of um, people who were, you know, uh, targeted by the FBI. That was a good story, too. I mean, that that story is running... Um, there's also the liberal hypocrisy. We have something from uh, Eva uh, Vlardinger Brook that I wanted to play. I'm going to try to get to that. I also want to play this uh, Gina McCarthy brags about fossil fuels and losing jobs. Let's take a listen. We have opportunities now to transfer to clean energy in a way that grows thousands of jobs. Mm-hmm. We now we just had a, a recent report that was put out that's showing all of the energy and the employment stats from last year. Clean energy is winning. Fossil fuels losing jobs. We're gaining them every step of the way. 
Yeah, right. Okay, so it's rigged, you know, because their cronies are the ones, you know, the cronies are the ones that uh, are getting rich off of this in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that's like a monopoly. They're not, they're not winning and losing on a fair fight. It's not even equity anymore. It's, it's uh, an unleveled playing field in favor of them. And so that's one story that's causing inflation, that's causing the trucks to uh, refuse to drive the food to the market. Uh, the agriculture is being, our food supply is being uh, gobbled up by China, buying land grabs, doing land grabs in our farmlands and spying on our military and setting up spying apparatuses and influencing our electorate. You know, we need to put a stop to this foreign investment in our properties and driving up the price of these properties. BlackRock is doing it. Vanguard is doing it. And they're in line and they're picking and choosing countries that they're in bed with. And right now, BlackRock is deciding to choose China over the United States and Vanguard probably likely too. But BlackRock is the bigger of the two and they own all of our corporations, which controls our media Controls the censorship, controls everything. They're, they're, they control all the politicians, which is why we get a story like this. Biden admins HHS, Health and Human Services, points to website for girls 15 and younger to bypass parents for abortion. Give me a break. That's not much of a different story than the trans, t, uh, uh, trans um, storytelling for eight-year-olds. Again, they're thinking of the future. They're thinking a 10-year-old today is going to actually vote, not in the next election, but the election after that, they vote. A 10-year-old today is going to vote, not in 2024, but a 10-year-old today is going to vote in 2028. And they're going to groom that 10-year-old just like they have for decades in our universities. But they're grooming them now at the five and eight-year-old level so that by the time they're 10, they're indoctrinated to be a liberal. They're being told, and, and these same people that are controlling the messaging for homosexuality, every single thing you watch on Netflix, it's either interracial, it's homosexual, or it's trans. It's it's and and those percentages in reality are like one percent in aggregate. I mean, it's not real common. Yet they're gaslighting these things and they're flipping the script on on the demographics in our world. And their 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 goal is to make it look like that. And in a lot of ways, that's not a bad goal to have. You know, because we we embrace multiculturalism. We don't embrace lawlessness. And the way they're going about getting it is by violating every one of our laws and consuming every uh, the limited resources that we actually have. You know, so it's a it's a it's a real real problem. Um. So Jeffrey Tucker says, when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Anthony Fauci, right? Sure, that's that. That's uh, <laughs> um. Oh, this story will make your head spin. 
Jordan Skaktil says this, just ran the numbers on Biden and admin's new vax deal with Pfizer. The old deal gave Pfizer $19.50 a dose. Did you know that? They're now paying greater than $30. Pfizer raised the price by over 50%. The deal will bring Pfizer $9.5 billion. Their expected revenue is greater than $100 billion for this year alone. Shattering all records. It's pure criminal. None of the shots will be delivered under an FDA-approved label, and there is no real evidence the juice works for current strains. Additionally, there are already hundreds of millions of unused doses sitting around, which makes this whole op resemble a sketchy laundering operation. And it's completely artificial because there are virtually no market demands. It's just big government colluding with big pharma to fleece the taxpayers redistribution of wealth for the globalists. Wow. That story blows my mind, especially when you read this. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. That was the promise by Anthony Fauci, and we know that's a a complete lie. It's just a flat-out lie. Now, Um, Eva Vlardingerbrook says, Freedom in the West is often nothing but an illusion. If you dissent from the globalist, liberal narrative, they'll come for you. But most people don't see what's happening because nowadays tyranny is covered up with pretty words and noble pretexts and, I might add, Nobel Peace Prize awards and all kinds of stuff, making it even more dangerous. And... Uh, you know, it's a clip. Uh, I, w- I want to play. The, I w- I'm going to pl- get to the, all of this uh, in a future show. But um, keep your eyes open, folks. There's a lot of shenanigans and a lot of game playing going on right now. And it's not your yesterday's world that we live in. It's very tricky. It's very, very psyop oriented. It's It's incredible. And there's a lot of infiltration going on, even on our side with a bunch of people that are just wackadoodles. You just got to pay attention and keep your head on straight and do your own research. Hey, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. If you go over to mypillow.com, use Red State as your promo code. That's Red State for your promo code. And we'll see you next time. On the radio. Bye bye, everybody. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to there.